The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Derek Dorch of the Diversa Group, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch. Derek walks you through how to win government jobs, effectively manage your government career, and best utilize government services. Every week on Fed Access, you'll learn about interesting federal agencies, workers, and careers. Fed Access provides you the access you need to succeed in the federal government. And now your host, Derek T. Dorch. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. We're going to have a good show today that's going to be talking about a, a special initiative that's going on with the Department of Navy. I've got Anthony Smith on the line with me. He is director of the HBCUMI Initiative, and I'm going to have to make sure I got that right. Anthony, did I get that right? I want to make sure I got the title right. Tell me the so, title. That's quite right, but it is Department of Navy's HBCUMI program. Outstanding. You do it better than I do, so I want to make sure we got it right. And for those who don't know, HBCU is historically black colleges and universities, and then MI are minority institutions. Did I get that right, Anthony? That is correct. All right. And so we got Anthony with us on the line right now, and he's going to be talking about these special programs, really, really focused in on bringing in diverse candidates, going down to the HBCUs and these minority institutions, and really developing programs to get them involved in the Department of Navy, get them involved in doing research and, and, and kind of the STEM programs and other different initiatives that they're focusing on with the Navy and Marine Corps. And so thank you very much, Anthony, for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation. Definitely outstanding. Hey, talk to us about this program. I mean, you know, how long has it been in existence? What's the focus? What's the initiative about um, where are you guys going in terms of the colleges and universities? Tell us more about it. So the program has been in existence since 1994, initiative set in place by the Secretary of Navy, who uh, appointed the Chief of Naval Research to find a person like me to come into the Department of Navy and run their HBCU MI program. Uh, the focus really is to enhance the abilities um, that HBCUs already have and to get them to the forefront. We want to make sure that they are seen as talent pool just as any other majority university. So my role is to get out into the outreach into the community, HBCUs, and find that talent among students, among faculty, to help the Navy solve issues via research and also getting HBCUs, faculty, and fellowships, and students, and internships. Outstanding. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily always know about kind of the, the naval research dynamic. They, you know, always think about the Navy. They see the ships. They see, you know, a couple other things. They see the force for good on the commercials and everything else. Walk us back and kind of talk about, you know, the research that's being done in the Navy there and in the, even in the Marine Corps. What's going on in the backdrop in terms of, you know, the research and development, whether it be a weapon system or whether it be technology or things of that sort? Tell us about that. So I think the Navy, as you know, in regards to the Chief of Navy Research, has put out what he called his framework. And his framework talks about the goals that he has in mind in research. And we are trying to do that in various areas, such as air warfare, undersea warfare, um, ship platforms. So the Navy is trying to engage in all of their major areas to keep us uh, ahead of our adversaries. You know, when it comes to this and, and it comes to, you know, thinking about kind of the, the world and, and our adversaries, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, China or Russia. And then as you're engaging in, you know, Africa and other areas, is, is this also part of the reason of kind of engaging and kind of saying, listen, we need to broaden our scope because we need, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, people of color. We need different languages. We need different kind of ideas coming in that, than what we've had before. Is that what's going on? 
So I think the Department of Navy's program that I manage, HBCMI program, here's what we have. We're big on diversity of thought. Okay. And what we're looking for is to find students and faculty that can help us in various areas to look at solving issues that we may have in technology, maybe a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so our focus is diversity of thought. We want to get a larger span of others who may have just a slightly different way of helping us solve a problem. Outstanding. Outstanding. You know, when, when, when we look at the whole HBCUs and, and, you know, minority institutions, a lot of them have always kind of had, whether it be engineering programs or mathematic programs or things like that, but they just never were really on the grid of people's attention. I mean, what, what changed? I think what has changed that we have seen as we progress is that the graduates now are in places that are of position. And I mean by they're now maybe senior in government, maybe senior in um, um, contractors, if you will. And then the words like, where did you come from? And where I started off at Tuskegee. I started off at Howard University. And so I think it's just now the awareness that we have the same talent pool that exists has always been there. But I think now the appropriate people in positions now to say that I am a proud graduate of an HBCU, and they have trained me to be who I am right now. Outstanding. You know, when, when, when we think about this, and you just mentioned Tuskegee, which is where my alma mater is and, and, and other things like that, and, I, and, and I'm assuming right now, Anthony, did you, you went to an HBCU as well? So I did not went to an HBCU initially, a uh, long story, but I, uh, in my Navy career, I ended up uh, back at FAMU. Wow as a naval science instructor, and that's where my affiliation came back with HBCUs um, in regards to what value they have. And I had seen a tremendous growth from when I came in uh, at FAMU in 2000, uh, 1998 to now, and it's just been tremendous. And so for those who have gone through the HBCUs, they know that it's a family and it's not just a school. You know, talk to me about your background. I just, you know, kind of want to get the sense of, you know, where, like you just mentioned, hey, I was that fam. I was helping teaching. Fam was one of my schools that I was thinking about when I was, you know, uh, back in them high school days many, many years ago. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I went down to fam. As a matter of fact, Tuskegee and fam were kind of my you know, top choices right there. So I definitely get where you're coming from. Talk to us about your background. I know you're Navy. I know, you know, you've done a lot of different things, you know, to get to this point where you're running this program. Give us a sense of who you are and, and, and you know, your backdrop in terms of as you're looking at schools, as you're looking at candidates and everything else? So my backdrop, I grew up in the uh, uh, Houston, Texas. Okay. And I uh, came to that program, high school, and graduated from uh, college out of uh, Lubbock, Texas there. Joined the Navy in 1994 as a naval officer. Uh, my degree is in biology with mining chemistry and you know, active duty for about almost nine years, then joined the reserves. And let me let me interject real quick, Anthony. Was that something that you always wanted to do, or did somebody kind of you know kind of get your attention and say, "Hey, the Navy is a good option"? So I've always wanted to join the Navy since I was could walk and remember. <laughs> okay, I, I have to be honest. I was in the Navy RTC in high school, and okay. I knew I was going to join the Navy. Bottom line, I didn't know what I would do. I'm going to join the Navy. So that has been a dream of mine since I can remember. Um, to do that, and, and I came to that program. Like I said, the Navy got commissioned. Do it three years on the ship, and then I got transferred to FAMU, is where I got back into the RAM of the HBCU community. Um, then I did that for a number of years um, uh, in the reserves as well. I spent um, in time in reserves now. I've got 24 years in the Navy. I'm a naval captain in, uh, in the Naval Reserves now. Uh, on my civilian side, I, I came into the uh, program 
uh, working the um, Navy Latour Combat Ship Program as a contractor, uh, worked my way through a lot of technical stuff in regards to what that program was doing, and a few years ago came here because opportunity, I thought, was I need to get back to the community that I actually love mm. being engaged with, and so I'm back here again. Well, first, thank you for your service and thank you for all, you know, all you've done for the country and everybody else. And, you know, thank you for the service that you've also contributed to teaching, you know, going back and, and teaching the youth uh, and the college students and, and really kind of giving them a sense of what's out there. You know, when, when you went into the Navy, I know you, you've got more of a technical background. Uh, there's been a lot of talk on STEM and all the other kind of pieces. Were you that kind of engineer? Were you kind of doing that kind of work or something of that? So, to, to be honest, initially, no. I mean, my degree was biology, chemistry. Okay. I, I took enough physics and math to do a number of things. And when I had gotten off active duty, uh, someone asked me, you know, in regards to, do I think I have enough technical background to help? And I said, well, I, I think I do. Okay. And someone gave me opportunity. And from there, I was able to hone in on all those skills I had acquired from the Navy um, as well as from education. So I actually enjoy that piece there. And I'm looking forward to the fact that we are able to do the exact same. I'm looking forward to the fact that there are students that are like me, that are at FAMU, at Tuskegee, that just given the opportunity can be where I am right now. You know, as we think about it, and, and, and I want you to think about this because we've got to come up on a break, but as we're thinking about this, and a lot of people sometimes, especially in, in, in you know, either African-American community or, or the Latino community or other things, sometimes kind of shun away from government. You know, uh, there's a, and, you know, sometimes there's a stigma about military, there's a stigma about government and other things like that. Are you finding that to be the case? Um, I think what we've tried to do is help students realize that you have opportunities and never close the door on one. Mm -hmm. And whether that's going to be government, whether that's going to be education, a nonprofit, we tell them that, you know, this is a tool a, in your tool bag. And if you are open-minded, what you may find is that this may be your landing point or your starting point. But keep in mind that it's just a tool in your tool bag. You know, Anthony, we got to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. And we're talking to Anthony Smith. He runs a program. And, and Anthony, give them your title again, a director of? Director of the Department of Navy's HBCU MI program. He runs this HBCU MI program. It's an outstanding program. It's been around for several years right now. But they're going to different uh, historically black colleges and universities and minority institutions. They're going out and exposing them about what, you know, the Navy has, about some different programs that the Navy has. We're, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of their internships, some of their other kind of programs that these students can get involved in. And also hear about some, some cases in which, you know, some of these schools are doing some great things. We'll be right back after this break. Listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, we are having an interesting conversation about a special program. It's a program. It's an HBCU MI initiative that the Department of Navy is running. We're talking to the director, Anthony Smith. He is going around and, and developing these relationships with HBCUs. And for those who don't know, HBCUs are historically black colleges and universities. There's about a, over about 100 of them that are out there. I'm a graduate of one, a, a, a Tuskegee University. Uh, Anthony taught at one at FAMU, which is Florida A&M University. And, and so these places are, are kind of valued within our country. They, the, the history of that is that a lot of these HBCUs 
started when um, African-Americans could not go to other schools. They didn't have the access to other schools. So uh, they had to be started in days of segregation and slavery and other parts like that. Many of them go back into the 1800s. Tuskegee started with 1881 um, and everything else. So there's a lot of value in this. And we're so happy to see that the Department of Navy and, and different agencies are starting to reach out to the HBCUs and get them engaged in working with the government, with doing research in bringing students in and internship programs and everything else. Anthony, there's a special program called OAW. Can you break that down for us? Talk about that and what's that doing? So OAW is an Opportunity Awareness Workshop. It's a day and a half workshop that we put on um, for HBCUs to allow them to interact directly with decision makers on regards to internships, um, fellowships, and research. Uh, a great program basically she's come out and actually talk with those folks who have interest in various areas. It gives them opportunity to talk about what they can do for the Navy and how they can collaborate. So we are looking forward to having HBCUs come out and visit with us and have them give them opportunity to really do a one-on-one with that particular person that has opportunities for them. Wow. You know, when you kind of talk about this kind of awareness workshop and you talk about the level of decision makers, I mean, how, who are they getting access to? Are they meeting with, you know, some of the, 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 the people like you at 06? Are they meeting with some of the SESers in certain offices? Are they meeting with, uh, you know, even the people, some of the people out of the Department of Navy from the Pentagon? What's the exposure level? So they are, you know, with the OAW that's going to be held at Clark Atlanta University, okay. our focus and plan for this is to allow them to interact mainly with the folks that deal with research um, and internships and fellowships. They will be the actual program officers who have interest in research, the uh, program managers who manage internships, and also the program coordinators who help with faculty fellowships. So they get opportunity to talk to the actual person who do that. And most of those folks will be here uh, at ONR. Um, with us, and they're going to give them that opportunity to engage with them on a one-on-one opportunity. Outstanding. Hey, you know, are, are you going around, and are you doing Clark, you know, upcoming? Is, is, is that coming up soon? Like, is that, a, is that happening within the next uh, a few weeks or next couple months or so? Yes, the actual, the OAW will be at Clark Atlanta. It's going to be held on August the 30th and 31st. Outstanding. Now, now, how do people get involved in that? I mean, are, you know, do you send the word out to different HBCUs and then people have to get a kind of an application? What's the process for somebody to get involved in this kind of special program? So for the, the, um, the program itself, you know, we have a lot of information on our website talks about our internships and fellowships and what we're looking for in research. So and Anthony, give the website. This, you know, if somebody's listening, they grab, may grab on this information and may want to even apply or find out some more information. What's the website? So the website's going to be, let me get that for you as yeah. we. Uh, <laughs> and I'll put you on the spot. But, yeah, while you're pulling the website up, I mean, you know, uh, you know, and going from that is is really great that, uh, you know, that you're going to these different HBCUs and then allowing. And, it, and I'm assuming, are you going to different HBCUs each year? Um, so, like, so are you using Clark one year, using another HBCU another year? This how it so, goes? Yeah. So uh, for the website, by chance, navy dot mil m i l slash h b c u outstanding outstanding and we'll probably repeat it before so keep that keep that accessible before we get off the air i okay. want you to repeat it so that people definitely get that information from you but are are you guys traveling to different hbcus each year to do this so yes each year we we try and and see um in regards to looking at the feasibility of which school um will suit um this particular event 
Um, we do a little bit of, of a research on it and decide, you know, which is going to be the, the best um, area at this particular time mm-hmm. of interest. And so this year is Clark Atlanta, I'm happy to say, and they've been very supportive of Department of Navy and bringing out folks there. As a sidebar, we do also visit, you know, a number of other schools throughout the year. This is our premier event where we try to bring together um, all HBCUs and have them opportunity to engage. But we do uh, make it a, uh, an issue or a, a plan to visit HBCUs throughout the year. Um, this year, we have planned to visit all of the HBCUs in North, North Carolina. Okay. And so that's our plan this year. Next year, we're working on what we're going to do, but we try to ensure that we are out in the hedges and highways. So me and my staff travel anywhere between 75,000 miles, airline miles a year or more. Wow. They're on to the HBCU. So we are really taking home on this. This is personal for us. Well, this is personal for me, too. And, and I'm going I'm to make sure I make some introductions to Tuskegee for you <laughs> so that you can get down there and, and, get, and get down to my alma mater. Because we've got some I, I came through the business program and the counseling program, but we've got a great uh, uh, kind of science and technology and, you know, and, and this whole STEM program and everything else. And so we've got some great people who are some engineers, mathematics and everything else out of Tuskegee. And, you know, coming out with that history of, uh, of that George Washington Carver and, and the Tuskegee Absolutely. Airmen and all the other kind of stuff. So we got to get you down there as well Absolutely. you know when 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 as you guys are going and, and and clark is a great place because you know the beauty of being in atlanta as you know you can hit several hbcus all at once and then bring other people in so, and i wanted to kind of hear about the process a little bit more so when they go to the website they'll see kind of an application so if a student goes there they'll see kind of an application and then they'll kind of say you know are you are you looking for certain criteria certain majors i mean what are you looking for so we, we're talking about the uh, not not the OAW, but the student or uh, the faculty. They go to the website. They'll see a number of internships that we have, and you can click on the link, and it'll give you the criteria, um, the minimum GPA required, the areas of interest. Most of our areas of interest, obviously, will be focused on STEM. Okay. And that relations there, but it gives you a listing of you know whether or not it's a. Whether or not you'll be able to um, uh, um, get uh, uh, a housing allowance, everyone gets a stipend. All mm. of our internships are paid internships. And so a student can click on the number that we have, and they can look at what's out there, and they can apply via different links on there or at least get a point of contact and be able to call them and say, hey, I'm interested in your internship. How do I apply? So we have contact information on each one of the internships on the website. They can call that particular person and engage with them uh, via email. How long is the process, uh, uh, you know, how long does it usually take? And I mean, you know, sometimes, and, and I was going to ask this question, does the process also require that, you know, the students get a security clearance? You know, I mean, you know, a lot of times in some of these positions, especially Navy, Navy research, there's classified information. Is that also a part of the process as a person is kind of going through applying, maybe get a conditional offer or whatever the case is? Do they have to go through that process as well? So when the student applies, there are some that require that you have to have the ability to obtain a clearance. Mm-hmm. That will be identified on whatever the application process that they are, excuse me, whatever student internship they apply. Most, if not all of them, require you to have the ability to get a clearance, and that will be determined where you go. Um, some of them may want it right now, may not, but um, for the most part, all of our internships require you to have the ability to obtain mm-hmm. a clearance. 
Outstanding. And, 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 and yeah, I know that sometimes in terms of, you know, students kind of, you know, thinking about the future and thinking about kind of like, hey, listen. And for those students who are listening, I mean, download that SF-86, which is, a, you know, the, the standard form for the National Security Questionnaire. Download that, you know, download those kind of questionnaires and, and kind of see uh, if you're interested in the program, see what the SF-86 is asking you and start filling that information out ahead of time if you're going to be applying for such a great program uh, like Anthony's. So we want to kind of get that information out there as well. Anthony, we've got to take a quick break, but when I come back, I do want to kind of talk about the OAW a little bit more, but I also want to hear about the faculty engagement that you're doing and allowing, you know, a certain faculty members to get involved and do certain things. And I also want to hear about any kind of grants and, and how, you know, HBCUs can begin looking at those pieces to get involved in your program. Sounds great. Sounds good. We're listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch. We're talking about the HBCU MI initiative. We got the director on the line. This is for the Department of Navy. They are going around to different historically black colleges and universities and minority institutions and building uh, uh, partnerships and, and, and doing outreach, uh, getting people involved through the OAW program, you know, the, 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 the awareness program and everything else, really exposing them to the Department of Navy, to the research that's going on within the Department of Defense and the Department of Navy and everything else that's focusing on Navy and the Marine Corps and everything. So we're talking about this special program right now. We're going to be learning a little bit more as we take a break and we come back. Listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, we have been talking about a special program. And, and this is kind of you know personal for me uh, because I love to kind of see these kind of programs kind of get started and, and really build the diversity. The diversity is very, very big in terms of. Uh, uh, the government in terms of having, you know, diverse people working out of government. We need all hands on deck when it comes to solving issues related to our national security, to our defense, to our Navy, Marine Corps, all the other branches and everything else. Uh, I served in the Marine Corps on the combat side and our guests also served in the Navy. But we're looking at the whole dynamic of really bringing in, you know, people of color, you know, whether it be African-Americans, Latino-Americans or whoever, and bringing them in and reaching out to them. There's a, a historically black college and university initiative that's going on and a minority inst minority institution initiatives going on with the Department of Navy. Anthony Smith is the director of this program. And so we're talking about this right now. If you're just joining us, please go back and listen to what they're doing. They're doing some outstanding stuff and we're going to keep this conversation going. They're engaging with the students and getting them internships, bringing in people who are doing amazing research and everything else. Anthony, talk to us about it. We, you know, we kind of talked about the internship program and, and maybe some of the different branches. And before I go into the faculty, I want to talk about faculty engagement. What are some of the, the, the great offices that the students will be able to get exposed to if they do this internship? So great question. With that being in mind, we've got students that are doing internships at the Navy Research Lab in D.C. We've got students that are doing internships at Space War Systems Command um, throughout the uh, Charleston and as well as in San Diego. Um, we've got students doing internships um, in, um, where else do we have them? Pax River, uh, Naval Air Station in Pax River. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to keep the student interest in just almost every or any area of interest in the Navy that exists because we believe students, giving them the broad stroke, 
they can kind of determine where they want to go. So we want to open up the ideas of research in every area that maybe has to offer that we can put a student in. And for a person who says, you know what, I'm going to do this internship, I'm going to get involved, Spay War, Pax River, whatever the case is, being in San Diego, wherever, for that person who who has done this, is this a kind of a, do, a door opener or almost a direct scenario that if this person does well in this internship, they may get that offer for full time? So that is absolutely what we hope. And so we don't do career. We don't hire students to a full-time job. We don't do any of that. But Mm -hmm. I've often told students that if you complete one, two, even three internships at the same place, you are a prime candidate for opportunity because now they know your work, they know your ethics, they know that you are a great researcher. So we tell them don't throw it out, you know, if you will. But keep in mind that you are now setting yourself up for might might be a job. I can't hire you. I'm a different kind of process. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if Nav Air have seen you for three summers in a row and said, "Hey, there's an opening at a job," guess what? You are a prime candidate. Right, right, right. And that that, that even leads me to another question because I mean, from what I'm hearing is, if, if you get into this program, then you may be able to stay in this program and continue to do. You got your clearance. You're doing other things. You're 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 working with subject matter experts, so you can stay in this program and continue to grow in it. Is that what I'm hearing? So you can stay, well, no, I mean, so yes. Okay. So, so, yes, you can be in the program. Once you get done with the internships, you've graduated, if you will. Okay. You kind of moved on. But we are happy to be that foot place, that foundation that helped you get to where you're going to be at. But at some point, you know, you're no longer a student. Right. You are a right. job-seeking graduate. Right. But, again, if you spent your time with us, doing internships with us, you are making yourself worthy of employment with the Department of Navy in various areas and labs and warfare centers. Outstanding. You know, with that, do you really encourage uh, and, you know, I'm I'm always big on kind of mentorship and and, and really the guidance of of people. Uh, Does this program really focus in on so, you know, intern comes in, do they have somebody who's kind of a direct mentor or, 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 or different kind of, you know, areas in which they get that kind of guidance about how to be a professional, about how to do certain things, maybe how to be a leader or whatever? Are, Are you also encompassing that as well? Oh, absolutely. All of our coordinators from each one of the areas that have an internship program that they're managing under our behest are phenomenal. Um, They have working sessions with students on how to dress, on how to talk, on how to write. I mean, these students are all the smartest and brightest HBCU has to offer. Um, These students are high GPAs. These students are functioning at an intellectual level. Um, what we want to do is have them function at a social level as well, how to dress for work, how mm-hmm. to be at work on time. And so all of the coordinators have a piece of that in their internship program. That's amazing. That's good. You know, with this and, and let's swing into the faculty. What is this faculty engagement that I'm hearing about, you know, in terms of, you know, who are you bringing in? You're bringing HBCU faculty like you used to do that as well. Uh, are you bringing them in to, to do what? What's happening with them? So with the faculty program, we have a program called the Summer Faculty Research Program. And uh, be very transparent, it is an O&R program. It's one of the programs that is actually on our program that I actually manage. Mm. And in that program, you can faculty can be from any university, majority and minority universities. But what we've done, what we've seen over the last four years is that the number of minority University faculty have gone, has risen. So we're about 40% of what we have every year are from various HBCUs, and that is phenomenal in regards to them recognizing that they are just as talented um, as a researcher, as qualified, as a professor, 
and as capable as any other one from any other major university. So we have got nothing but success. And some of the faculty have been returning faculty back to the same Warfare Center or lab because of their success in previous summers. You know, what, a lot of times people, you know, wonder what's the benefit of, of uh, you know, an agency like yours really tapping into a university and everything else. And we talked about the talent pool, but this has been going on for a long time with MITs and like Carnegie's and other things of that sort. You know, it, 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 does, does, have you seen uh, just, you know, with the engagement throughout even your Navy career, have you just kind of seen kind of a lot of the maybe new solutions or or new ideas and new thoughts about, you know, where the Navy has gone within the past how many ever years, maybe since World War II or the Persian Gulf or, or you know, the, the, the global war on terrorism? Has that university engagement really kind of brought out some amazing solutions or amazing kind of ideas that the Navy can utilize? So I can't speak on that, but I'll, I'll give you a scenario. I, mm-hmm. As a naval officer, I taught at FAMU. I mm-hmm. taught naval history. And teaching naval history, what I've learned, naval history, we, we repeat ourselves over and over again, but we get better at doing it. Mm. And what I'd say here is that we've gotten better at realizing that HBCUs have talent. They have skilled professionals that can do research, and I'm sure the Navy can use them in various areas to solve many problems and challenges, and I think that's what we're looking for, just that opportunity to think out of the box. Diversity of thought, as I say also, but philosophy of learning, you know, knowing how to help students and knowing how to teach faculty to be great Navy assets. So I think we're doing that here. Mm. You know, with this, and I know that, you know, there are grants that are oftentimes provided. What is that process? I mean, what are the grants? What are the usually the dollar amounts and things like that? And how does a, how does maybe an HBCU that may say, listen, okay, we're already involved, you know, but maybe an HBCU that's not involved. How do they kind of learn about that? I know they go to the website, but how do they learn about that kind of process of applying for grants and, and getting involved in a program like yours? So, again, website, www.onr.navy.mil slash HBCU. It's our website. And there you will find what we have called a funding opportunity announcement. And that is the way by which universities can read through that FOA and find out what Department of Navy's HBCMI program may be interested in in this particular year. And then they can apply through a process, we have a two-phase process, white paper process, and then a proposal process, which is all explained there. And that's how they can get engaged with regards to trying to conduct research for the Department of Navy. Outstanding. You know, with all of this, and we got to take a quick break, I want to come back. But with all of this, you know, what what, what I'm hearing, and, and, and tell me if this is true, Anthony, that you guys want to continue to grow. I mean, especially since you're going out to North Carolina, you're going to be traveling other places. It sounds as if you guys want to grow the program even more. Is that correct? Absolutely. And we want to make sure we talk about the MI part, and we call it the slash in regards to minority institutions. Mm-hmm. They have been just as successful. Um, with HSIs, engagement with HSIs for sure. We engagement with University of Alaska at Fairbanks just recently were out mm. there. Um, so we are making sure that we you know reach HBCUs, but also our minority institution as well, right. tribal colleges. I'm also trying to engage with tribal colleges as well. So we are spanning the entire globe, uh, uh, globe if you will, of minority institutions. You know, I want to talk about maybe some success stories. Maybe you've got a couple, you know, whether it be an MI institution or HBCU or whoever that you can kind of say, listen, this was a, a, a prime example of one of our case studies of success that we've seen out there. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, I like to kind of dive into that a little bit so people can hear the power of the program and then go from there. Sounds great. 
we're talking to Anthony Smith. He runs a pro. He's a director of a program from the Department of Navy that's focused in on HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities and minority institutions, MIs, uh, you know, those uh, schools that are out there that's focused in on Hispanics or Native Americans or other uh, other areas of, of diverse population. They're out there doing outreach. They're out there doing uh, the, the partnerships with these schools, allowing them to get grants, allowing students to get internships, allowing faculty to get engaged in research with the Department of Navy and doing some amazing things. We're going to learn a little bit more about some success stories when we come back. You listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch. Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, we've had a great conversation going on for the uh, first three segments about a great program that's out there from the Department of Navy focused in on the diverse community, focused in on historically black colleges and universities, focused in on minority institutions, those Hispanic and Native American and and other institutions that are out there focusing in on diverse uh, community. And we're talking about how the Navy is doing this outreach. They're doing workshops to give people awareness about what's going on. They're doing internships. They're doing faculty engagements, you know, with this uh, with this diverse population at these colleges and universities. And this is a great program that gives them exposure, that gets them involved in Navy research, Navy Marine Corps research, and gets them out there, maybe gets them clearances and then provides opportunity for mentorship, for leadership advancement, for you know really understanding the government and understanding where you may want to be in the government. If you want to be a government employee and then move in that direction with the Navy or maybe even beyond. So this is an outstanding program. We've got the director, Anthony Smith, on the line with us, and he's been sharing a lot of information. Anthony, you know, I've been you know asking about some success stories. Give me a few and uh, that that you have seen throughout the years. You've been working with this program for about four years. What have you seen? I've seen tremendous growth in the program in four years. Um, Success-wise, I'll give you for the summer faculty, for instance. Uh, it is an O&R uh, summer faculty research uh, program that I manage for the Department of uh, for the O&R Naval Research Office here. And when I came in, we had a fairly um, significant number of HBCU faculty, um, about 20% of that. Um, so in the last four years, we've gotten to almost 45% of those participants have been from HBCUs and MIs. That, to me, is tremendous. That is a, a telltale sign that our outreach has been making tremendous ground in that regard. Definitely. Um, for students-wise, we've done our best to engage students and ensure that they recognize that what we have to offer is of interest to them. Uh, I'll give you one person's name. Uh, Devin Addison Turner is probably one of the ones who has been successful in regards to taking advantage of the programs we have. He did an internship at um, NAFAC um, last summer, and from that he's just, in his own right, have done great things at his university, at Prairie View Annam University. He's been the president of his honor society, and he's done a, a tremendous effort himself. But he said that, you know, his introduction to him, to the Navy, was a big catalyst in him having the confidence to go out and do other things. And so, I mean, those two things right there in itself, um, gives us great um, sense of satisfaction that, yeah, we travel quite a bit and we're out there quite a bit, but just one or two success stories makes us feel like our work is worth the time. You know, when you're out there and you're kind of meeting students and, and everything, and, and, and this is just to, to, to me, uh, I love to maybe give some people some tips, especially, you know, you're getting a chance to meet these students for the first time. What, what grabs you? I mean, you know, what I almost want to get your sense because you're kind of like a hiring manager, right? You're kind of bringing these people in and everything else. What grabs you? What, what impresses you? Is it the passion? Is it the professionalism? You know, what, what is it that says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this person and, and we're going to open the door for this? 
So I think, you know, in regards to, for me, when we're out there and we have all of the program coordinators with us that are, you know, interested in, in students coming to their programs, my biggest thing for me is the sincerity that I hear in the student's voice and, and in their delivery to me. They may not speak the best. They may not have the highest GPA, but they're sincere about the goals in their life. And that, to me, is what I think is most exciting and that you're willing to help a student that may not be a 4.0 student, but he's sincere about wanting to learn more, wanting to advance his career, wanting to do more. That, to me, is a big piece, I think, when you look at students and talking with them out in the you know, conferences that we attend. That sincerity, that, that, that genuineness that a person has, right. that's, what you're, that's what you're looking at. What's, what's a turnoff for you, Anthony, in terms of kind of like, and I always like to tell people because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's different things. I mean, I, I deal with hiring sometimes, you know, and I talk to students oftentimes about, you know, what are things that you can do to do, be the wow factor and what are things that you can also do that sometimes turn people off that maybe you're not aware of, you know, maybe so, you're doing those things. Well, you know, I, I think we'll, I, I'll turn this head, you know, for me and, and what I look for and, and what I see is that um, my zeal for wanting to do so much so fast sometimes has been a turnoff. You know, I try to do so many things with the staff that we have here, and I get that look like, we've got enough. They're like, Director Smith, what you doing? (laughs) Yeah, we can't do anything else. So I think that, you know, that's probably the biggest issue that I have personally. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if students have the exact same thing, I can see them trying to do so much and trying to get every internship possible and trying to get every job possible. That's concerning because it's got to be, you got to manage that expectations. And so... If students are listening, manage, you know, be mindful that you can't do it all, you know, but do what you can and be successful at doing that. Outstanding. You know, hey, we got about two minutes left. Where's the program? I mean, what's your vision in terms of going forward in, in, in the program? And, and, and I know we talked about kind of increasing the number, but where are you seeing that this program is going to be going in, in the future? You know, what I want to happen here is that when a Navy researcher or engineer um, has an issue and says, I don't know how to solve that problem. My goal is that the first thing they do is call Tuskegee and say, mm. hey, I got a problem. Can you help me? Right. Or they call right. another HBCU. That's my overall goal for the program is that, uh, like some of the other majority universities who are doing just great, they're fine universities by any stretch of the word, but I want HBCUs to be at the same level that when you're looking to solve a problem that you go to them equally or even more. Wow. You know, with, with this, and let me just go one more question in with you. Are you also having to go out throughout the Navy and throughout the Marine Corps and expose people? Because I mean, what I have found kind of dealing with government for a long time is that a lot of times people don't know about a lot of the different programs that's going on in their own agency or their own kind of department. Right. Um, and, and people are oftentimes just not aware of some of these great programs. Are you also on the education front of educating your own people about these things? So we are. My brother's keeper. So, yes, we are absolutely out there ensuring that, you know, they know. I think a lot of folks are aware of a lot of things. And so we'll hope that when we visit the, you know, NAVAIR, for instance, that they become more aware that they also have other areas they can interest in, in and stay war alike. So we've had success with all those agencies, and we are doing just as much as they are. And I'm happy to report that. That they are talking with us, we're talking with them, and we've done great collaboration in the last four years. Outstanding. Anthony, give them the website real quick before we have to get out. Sure, www.onr.navy.mil, M-I-L, slash H-B-C-U. 
We've been talking to Anthony Smith. He's been giving us information about a program that he's a director of, uh, focused in on historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs, focusing on minority institutions that are out there, you know, serving uh, other diverse communities. And they're doing outreach. The Department of Navy has really put a focus in. They've brought Anthony and his team in to focus in on doing these things. They're doing a workshop in September. They're doing grants. They're doing internships. So you need to jump on their website and find out what's going on uh, if you kind of fit within these categories that they're looking for. But please take time and look at this great program. And, and for those who are government, those who are Navy who are listening, support it. And then we're going to support you, Anthony, and what you're doing. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you're doing for, you know, the, the college students and bringing people in, your mentorship and your leadership and everything else. Anthony, we appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. One clarification, really quick. It is the conference workshop, excuse me, workshop is in August 30th and 31st at Clark Atlanta. Outstanding. Outstanding. Hey, we have to have you back because we had to hear about the workshop, and I'm, and I'm going to try to get out with you and learn a little bit more so we can get you back in and maybe get you in the studio and we can talk a little bit more. Sounds great, man. Look forward. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch, only on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. This just in. Reportedly, pigs can fly. <laughs> We're going live to... Can't take another crazy headline? Well, here's something you can appreciate. The MyGM Rewards card gives you best-in-class rewards with four points for every dollar spent everywhere and seven total points earned per dollar spent with GM, bringing you one step closer to a new GM ride. That's the power of appreciation from us to you. Subject to credit approval, terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.